The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2472. Today in our latest What to Watch Now segment, we're going to start taking a look at some of the entries in the new Star Wars Vintage category on Disney+. And we'll begin with a look at Season 1 of Star Wars colon Clone Wars, as opposed to Star Wars colon The Clone Wars. And there's actually at least one thing that is in that particular series that has been since brought back into the canon. And I will explain. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So Star Wars colon Clone Wars is the series of micro episodes that are telling the tale of the Clone Wars, or at least they were initially anticipated to do just that until they decided to do an entirely different Clone Wars series. But it was meant to tell the story of the Clone Wars and be something to hold audiences over while they waited for Revenge of the Sith to come out. So actually the episodes were released in the time period in between Attack of the Clones coming out in theaters and Revenge of the Sith coming out in theaters. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, it was created and directed by Kennedy Tartakovsky, who was previously responsible for Dexter's Laboratory and was just coming off Samurai Jack when he was recommended for the position. And he initially, I guess, was told that they wanted to do one-minute episodes, and he only agreed as long as he could go three to five minutes, which they said, okay, sure. And... Ultimately, for seasons one and two, that was the case, but they decided to do a third season, and those episodes are actually much longer, about 12 to 15 minutes. I say much longer, you know, just by comparison. And there's good reason to pay attention to it, not the least of which is the fact that it is an Emmy Award-winning show. So apparently, they weren't just released on the web, they were broadcast on Cartoon Network, on television also, and so that made them eligible for the Emmys, and they won. <laughs> in uh, I think the season one, season two combined, and then season three by itself also won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Animation Program. So, you know, this is legit. And something else that I didn't realize about it is that there are a number of actors who are doing the voices of characters who later went on to voice those same characters in the Clone Wars, in the Dave Filoni series, including uh, Terrence T.C. Carson, who is the voice of Mace Windu, Corey Burton, who's the voice of Count Dooku, James Arnold Taylor, who is the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I knew that James Arnold Taylor is considered an audio double for Ewan McGregor, but I did not realize that Corey Burton and Terrence Carson, they are considered audio doubles for Christopher Lee and Samuel L. Jackson consecutively, respectively. There are a couple of differences, though. For one, a woman named Gail Delisle, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, is the voice of Asajj Ventress, and obviously Nika Fetterman does her character in The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars, right? <laughs> and a guy named Matt Lucas, no relation, and one T, 
is the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Gennady Tartakovsky series. He actually is considered an audio double for Hayden Christensen, apparently. But, unfortunately for him, he was not the gentleman who went on to voice Anakin Skywalker in The Clone Wars. That, of course, was Matt Lanter. However, Matt Lucas did actually continue to voice the character of Anakin Skywalker in other media, like video games, for example. And most recently, as far as I could tell from his Wikipedia page, the um, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes game, which I play that with <laughs> audio off and music off. <laughs> it's a very silent experience. So I honestly don't know where his voice comes in in that game, but apparently it does. But back to the Clone Wars episodes itself. Well, season one and, you know, for the what to watch now, I basically looked at season one, which is supposed to be episodes one through ten although I think I went through to episode 11, but they're not actually marked that way in Disney+. Plus. They're actually marked as season one and season two, even though season one in Disney+, Plus is actually the compilation of seasons one and two's episodes, and they don't give you notices of when it's switching from episode to episode. They just run it as if it's one big story. And, you know, a couple of things that jumped out at me include the fact that, uh, number one, the clone troopers don't talk very much at all. Initially, there's just a couple of responses to General Kenobi. General Kenobi, we're in position. General Kenobi, you know, target acquired. Like, that's it. It's really minimal. And when you see the clones in action, they are, for the most part, just giving hand signals and pointing and taking action, and that's it. And I thought that was rather remarkable. So they're not really giving the clones much of a personality, at least in the season one phase of this. There is a battle that's happening in space with clone pilots, and they are communicating to each other and probably have more reason to do so with verbal commands as opposed to with hand gestures and whatnot like the troops on the ground. But still, it was actually rather surprising to encounter that. And the action of this first season chiefly concerns itself with the fact that the banking clan on the planet Munalist is secretly hiding a droid factory and they have to go attack it. And Palpatine, who is given basically like skeleton fingers, like just, you know, one step up from it and they kind of clack a little bit when he goes, you know, and taps them together. He is causing trouble by suggesting things for Anakin to do that the Jedi Order doesn't think Anakin is ready for. And so, yeah, that's going to cause problems, obviously. But Kenobi promotes Anakin to the title of Commander in the early episodes, which you know, shows some movement in the situation. And so it's not you know going from just being a Jedi to a general, but he's still clearly a Padawan, Anakin is, like still has the short hair and the Padawan braid and everything. So it's different from the way that we see his presentation even in The Clone Wars, right? The original movie animation situation. And there's a side story told that happens on Mon Cala, where the Separatists apparently have allied with the Quarren, and Kit Fisto leads a bunch of clone troopers underwater in an attack on the Quarren to try to prevent the Quarren from attacking the Mon Cala, who are depicted as not being able to survive, not having a chance at all against a Quarren attack, which I thought that was kind of fascinating too, because I don't really take the Mon Cala to be 
just pushovers, you know what I mean? And there's another side story about Dooku recruiting Asajj Ventress, and this story actually kind of lines up to some degree with what is now canon with what we here discussed in Dooku Jedi Lost, the audio drama by Kevin Scott. There are conversations about how Dooku found Ventress on Rat Attack and that she was fighting in the pits, basically having to act like a gladiator, and that's where Dooku found her and brought her in. And it's on Rat Attack where in this Clone Wars series that Dooku finds Ventress and Ventress lays waste to everybody in this massive gladiatorial arena where it's just a complete free-for-all with tons of <laughs> bad characters and creatures and all that stuff and she completely wipes everyone out. But the most notable character I think is Dirge and Dirge has been brought up in other places as a kind of remarkable villain who unfortunately has been a victim of the reboot of the canon and is no longer a character who has a place in the canon just yet. But my goodness, it would be wonderful to see him brought back in. So he is a fearsome leader of a bunch of IG series assassin droids that are all flying around on speeder bikes. And even though Obi-Wan slices him up, he is apparently like part amoeba or something. I don't know, but he's able to piece himself back together, which almost has shades of the Drengear from the High Republic in its way. And even when Obi-Wan, you know, deals with him in a way that you think is permanent, well, maybe it's not. So for the start of this Clone Wars situation, looking at the season one, which is the first 10 episodes from it, I have to say, I, I don't yet understand why this couldn't be considered canon, why this had to be dismissed from the canon necessarily. I don't understand how it conflicts with anything just yet, so I'll be curious to see if there's a clear answer to this as things move on. But I mean, it's actually rather entertaining and I was really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to seeing the second half of this and then also the final season, which is marked as season two, even though it was season three originally and et cetera, et cetera. I think I explained that already. So yeah, that's what to watch now is Star Wars colon Clone Wars not just Star Wars colon The Clone Wars, although that's great too. <laughs> and we should probably check out some of those episodes again because I don't think we ever finished talking about all the Clone Wars episodes when you know, we started doing you know Clone Wars briefings and whatnot. So yeah, something for another time. But recommending Clone Wars, the original, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.